Hi friends, welcome to the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Podcast with me, your host, Hannah. On the show, I'm joined each episode by an amazing guest to have an honest conversation, share our real life experiences and tackle stigma and misconceptions around mental health along the way. We believe that everyone would benefit from focusing a little more on their mental well-being, and we're here to support you to do just that. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, friends, and welcome back. I hope you are having a good week so far and that you're doing okay, however however it is panning out, whatever you've been up to. And I'm really excited to share this conversation with you, Uh, particularly, well, everyone, but if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you are feeling that you don't have enough time, if you are feeling a bit, um, because our guest today talks about being yellow um, and rather than being grey, and I'll let her explain what that all means. But um, if you are feeling a bit, I feel like this is definitely going to be an uplifting conversation for you. Um, Before we dive in, I want to say a massive thank you to Dr. Dory, who joined us on Monday. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. And yeah, let's dive into this conversation with Tammy, and I will be back super quickly at the end. Hi, everyone, and I'm really happy to welcome today's guest, Tammy, to the podcast. So, Tammy, welcome, and if you could introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, absolutely, and it's a pleasure to be here. So, yeah, my name is Tammy, Tammy Whalen blake long name, um, and I'm from Go to Yellow. So, what does that really mean? Um, very bizarrely, I coach grey people. <laughs> grey people, they are overworked overwhelmed and really uninspired in life and you know they're gray because when they walk down the street they have like a weight on their back they look really tired and they're just dissatisfied and they're the opposite to what a yellow person would look like yellow is quite a bright vibrant color and it has uh, many positive um, symbolisms like energy growth fulfillment success many many great associations there And a yellow person is someone that has a bounce in their step. They stand tall. They look very confident. They radiate. And um, they also wake up like children. When kids wake up in the morning, they have their eyes beaming. They're excited for the day ahead. And for whatever reason, as we've adulted, we've disconnected from that. Maybe because life's a little bit too serious. (laughs) And uh, I help these grey people go on a journey and it's through personal development coaching. So whatever it is that's showing up for them, we work through the beliefs, the behaviours, and I take them on that journey so that they can have success. That's their goal, really, is the ultimate success. But they go about it in an ineffective way. They don't have to overwork themselves to get there. That's, uh, in a nutshell, what I what I do. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And and the first thing that popped into to my head to ask you, and you said that, you know, life is just, life is tough and it can kind of, you know, it can just be that. But do you find there are other kind of common themes um, that, that people are finding or kind of reasons why they are more a gray person than, than a yellow person? Absolutely. Gray people, the common thing that unites them is that they have this high achiever spirit Right to their core, they know that they're built for greatness. They feel it. 
And we are in a society where everything has to be fast paced, move quickly, climb the career ladder, have the baby, be the doctor your parents always wanted, put other people first, you know, all these different things are confusing us. And so we are trying to keep up with the Joneses. And that's what's disconnecting ourselves from who we are. But we know that we are built for greatness and we have this con- like internal conflict to get us there. So I would say it's our environment, a lot of it, those around us. And we're all contributing to it in many different ways. But then and when I say many of us are contributing to it, well, if I give you an example of that, social media, it's like a hotbed of this is what I'm doing. Look at my meal. Um, look at my new outfit. You know, it's all these things that we're showing off to show that we have this perfect lifestyle. And so we see it from various different people. And for whatever reason, we think that it's one person and that we must be that. So then we need to go on the holiday. We need to get these clothes. We need to have these events with our family and friends. So we're just doing so much, not so much uh, in a lockdown, uh, but Prior to this, it's all about doing a lot of things and that fast paced living, it's not giving us the time to really think about who we are and what we want for ourselves. Yeah, thank you for that example. I think that really helps. And I was was thinking as well on a kind of professional level, there's so much of that, do it this way or do it this way. And this is how you find clients and that. And it feels like that's a similar kind of thing that there's so much and maybe it all works in some ways, but it's maybe about deciding kind of what feels like it's most um I was gonna say appropriate but maybe that's not the right word but most aligned for you maybe Mm, yeah there is a lot of different things and what frustrates me more than anything is that when you go on to Facebook it seems to be Facebook's the one and it's join this three steps to being a millionaire or something like that and it's just like why are you doing this this is this is really mean because it's not just a three-step process it's much harder than that and there's many tiny steps that go into each of those key things so if it's and if it's the business person and they're trying to attract their ideal client for example uh, you've got to choose the platform you've then got to know the right words You've got to create the collateral to go with it. You've got to follow it up. But if you're trying to do that effectively, on top of all the other things, you just burn out. And actually, you don't do any of them well because you forget part of the process and you moved on to the next thing. And then you're confused because someone else just popped up in your feed to say, oh, check out this one step to success. And you're like, yeah, I want one step. So it's, it's overwhelming. We're in an information war um, and it's hard to recognize what we actually need to know and to move forward with. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing that we could talk about for ages. Um, So I I know we're going to talk a bit more about overwhelm work-life balance in a little while, but I'd love to know, we we kind of, we've got these gray people, they're going to yellow. We know some of the things that are maybe keeping them gray. How do they become yellow? Mm, Yeah. Okay. So how do they become yellow? I think there's a step before that is knowing who are they? How do you describe them? So Uh, I give them a profile type. There's four of them. And this is how you can recognize someone that's gray. The first one, and probably the most common, is the people pleaser. 
They are the people that say yes to everyone else and no to themselves. They are also the same people that um, they're good listeners. And those that play victim mode latch onto them. They just want to chew their ear off and, and they can't say no. They, they fear rejection. Um, if they own a business, then saying no to a piece of work is really difficult for them. And so they are completely overworked by saying yes. Uh, me time does not exist for a people pleaser. They are at the bottom of the pile. Then you've got someone who is the best. The best is uh, a person who dresses a certain way. They have, have a different personality uh, to, to play a part, a role, for example. And they wear things like the watches, the cars, they go on the nice holidays. They have this appearance that they have to be the best. Some people will call them control freaks, but I don't like that word. Uh, these people struggle to delegate. They are always in control. Well, that's what they feel like. They're in control, but it mounts up. Then you've got the busy badge wearer. Busy, 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 busy. Usually for um, people that's close to them. And they could be doing one minute work activity. It could then be driving the kids to school. It could be them picking up their friend, doing some errands. And they, they, don't, they don't sit still. If they did, they feel guilty. Oh my, that does not feel familiar to them at all. Um, that, that stillness is a, a crazy weird place for them. So they have to just move again, do the washing, sweep the floors for the 10th time that day or something, just, just movement. And then you've got the uninspired in a nutshell. They hate Mondays and they celebrate Fridays. Yeah, they're wishing away time, work time. And uh, in their spare time, they are keeping themselves occupied by trying to find a place in the world. So they could be on social media, posting those images. They could be um, uh, doing all the shopping, just doing things, just not sure. They're uninspired. They don't know their place in, in the world. And so these are the four profile types. And each of them will have a different journey. But what's worth pointing out, you'd have one that's your primary. You may have bits of the others as well. And at any time in your life, you can kind of change through those. And so I take them on, on this journey, starting with their vision for their life. That we don't really plan for what we want long-term. We can plan maybe for tomorrow, but long-term, well, what's 10 years going to look like? Five years, one year, three months. So I help them design their ideal future and the questioning process has nothing to do with oh what does social media say were they like that nothing like that at all so they get to choose what they want for themselves that's so descriptive that they can smell it feel it everything all the senses are heightened from there there are a number of the other steps we look at time management because they want something they're a high achiever deep to their core, they want something and make an impact, but they're just choosing to waste time. And it is a choice. There's a belief, there's a habit, there's something that's blocking them. And so I help them identify what's in their diary. What is showing up for you? Why do you behave this way? And if you behave this way, what's the consequence of that, good and bad?
And then it's about the freedom and fulfillment, freedom from their thoughts. That's probably the most powerful one. What are they saying to themselves? Uh, they normalize it. They don't really recognize that they're saying I'm not good enough or I can't do it. Or what if my parents don't like that? All these different thoughts. And so I help them identify them, first of all, and then rewire them with something that's going to serve them because they're no different to the next person. They can do it. It's just finding um, a new affirmation for that. Or it could be that they've got a team. And so the freedom is from being the person doing all the work. And it's about delegation. It's about uh, empowering their team or communicating differently. So it depends on their needs. And it's it's step by step through the coaching program. That's how I do it. But there's, as I say, there's more detail within that. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And I'm glad you said that we can have elements of, of more than one. Because when you said people please it straight away, I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. And then when you said busy, I was like, oh, well, it's a bit of that. And so um, it was interesting to kind of see the elements of, of myself in, in some of those um, as well. And I'm sure the listeners are kind of doing that as well. Um, and then you mentioned about choice. And I wondered if you sometimes get resistance from people around this idea that there's that they're making a choice to, to kind of be where they are if they're feeling uh, stuck or they're feeling kind of overwhelmed. And you say, well, you know, you're choosing in a way to be here. Do you find that there is like a big resistance to that idea? Hell yeah, for sure. Because this is what people have known. It's their way of doing things. It's their habit. It's their belief. And to really challenge that, a lot shows up, particularly people pleasers. This is the big one. So a people pleaser wouldn't usually come to me. They know that they need the support and they need to change their way of working. The moment I suggest that they have to start saying no to people, oh my that's something I cannot introduce in the beginning. That has to come later on. And I have to somewhat drip feed it in there because the guards go up because it's, well, if I say no, people are going to resent me, judge me, uh, reject me. Rejection is the big one. And it could be that they're being rejected from someone or it could be they have to do the rejection. So like a business owner, may struggle to uh, be like a salesperson to take on new clients because they're worried someone will walk into their life and be completely draining, super demanding, and they will struggle to say no to that person. They don't want them to be constantly a client. So it could be in that sense. That is the one that I, I get quite a lot of, but I, I only really work with clients who really want the change like a burning desire it a lot of the time it comes from pain it could be a heartbreak it could be change in circumstance something severe is usually what brings them to me and that's enough to drive them but it doesn't have to be that way so if you're a proactive person uh we use pleasure because it's either of those pain or pleasure and so if it's pleasure this is where the vision statements come in and this is how I help all the clients. We always start there. So even if they're driven by the pain, that's, um, that's fine because we're actually going to look at it from a pleasure point of view so that you're pulled into your future, not being pushed away from something so negative. Awesome. Thank you for, for sharing that. Um, and then we've talked about time a, a little bit in there and time, time management and you know, taking on so much if you're a people pleaser, a bit like me. <laughs> and, you know, um, 
why why does it never feel like we've got enough time why is it such a kind of difficult thing for us to manage I guess mm-hmm. yeah it, we just haven't been taught how to manage it in the most effective way if you go from school you've always been given a structure and then in society there's another level of structure you know nine to five live in and I think it comes down to that whole planning process knowing what you want to achieve being very clear with that whether that is the vision or even just down to having your objectives what are what do you want to achieve in three months time people are not putting them in place in the way that's most effective and so they either procrastinate or they try to find other things to do to give them that instant gratification and I, I almost think of um amazon uh prime Sorry, Amazon, for like using you as the example, but it is Amazon uh, in this case. So it's the whole, okay, I need, I don't know, I'm looking at a photo frame. I need a photo frame for my house. And I go onto Amazon and I find it and it's been delivered next day. We want things immediately, quick results. We don't want to go make the frame. But God, that's, that will take too long. I have to buy all the parts. That's effort. We want things ready, done, move forward, feel good. So we're constantly chasing that rather than looking at the long-term results. And so we're just filling up our time based on what other people expect for us to do, what social norms expect for us to do, and the promoter. And the promoter could be things like uh, the latest trainers or the fad diet. So we're just listening to outside sources to fill up our time. And then what happens is that you you get to like, I don't know, 30, 40, 50. And most of my clients then say this going, I thought I'd be somewhere else by now. And my response is, what made you think that? And they come up with all these ideas based on social norms. And and it was, well, what was your plan? How were you going to get there? And I was like, I don't know. I just thought I would. So that's great to have a thought, but you need to have a plan. And once you have that, you can then identify what you're doing. What's in your diary? And are those things going to serve you? And this is where you really challenge your beliefs and your behaviors, because it could be just a common um, activity that you're doing with the same supplier. If you're you're, um, in work, you're having the same meeting every single week. And without having that reflection, going, well, why do I have the same meeting every week? Is it because I'm being loyal? Is this what the company wants me to do? Is this because I'm just trying to please the person? I don't want to challenge them. Like, what is that? And it could be as simple as the person that you're working with, either it could be that you're not communicating well enough with them or they're not listening to you. But if you didn't know what's in your diary and had that, oh, this is a waste of time. This isn't adding value. You wouldn't ask those questions and then you won't be looking for a solution. And instead, you'll, you'll just do the same activity every single week. And if you times that by all the other things you do with your health, with your family, friends, um, exercising, whatever it is, you're actually wasting a lot of time. Uh, it just compounds. So it sounds like it's really about I guess kind of looking through your diary and getting really clear on like, what am I doing? Where am I trying to get to? And do those two things kind of match up? And then if it's not, then like you said, why am I doing it? Why am I wasting my time on it? And I guess there might be things um, that you really enjoy and they give you something else. Maybe they're not in the same way, kind of leading towards an end goal and success in the same way, but are still really 
core to how you want to live your life and how you want to feel. Absolutely. And uh, the way I work with my clients is that all the activities, not about you gaining something. Uh, so for example, getting the next um, role in your career, it could be an activity that you say, I just want to create something that has nothing to do with my role. Other people may say that's a waste of time, but actually that provides me energy because I get a buzz out of doing this thing. It could, it could be, um, so for me, I've got a great example of this. I was working with my business coach, phenomenal lady, uh, very business focused. And I have a, a business focus, but I also have a playtime focus. I like to live life. I'm really about this whole life balance. And I said to her that I want to make a magazine. And she was like, why are you doing that? That's a terrible idea. Just do the newsletter. That will save you time. And I was like, no, no, no. My intuition is telling me I want to make a magazine. It's my creative play. And I spend about 10 hours a month just on this magazine. But there was no financial gain. The gain for me was to make a community and to be creative with it. And I just went for it. And now it's one of the biggest things in my business. I didn't have a structure for it. I didn't have a system for it. I was like, I'm just going to make a magazine. Just one random day. That's, that's what I'm going to do. But the joy I've had from that, the energy, the buzz, I have been then consistently taking action and then using that energy for things I hate, like expenses. <laughs> Bloody hate the numbers. I don't want to do that, but I have to get on with it. And so if I do something that's creative, then I can use that energy. And I encourage that with my clients. It's knowing what brings you that joy. What is that thing? And where can you weave that into your day? that gives you that boost um, or gives you that contentment. It doesn't mean you have to be doing a thing. It could also be you sit on a park bench and you listen to the birds. Like that is still just as good as like for me making the magazine. There's an energy surge on the back of it. Yeah, well, I guess if you're creating that vision of your life, it's, although you might be thinking in the career space, it's, I would think the whole life picture and so thinking about you as a whole person and the whole thing and that might include like you said sitting on the park bench and listening to the birds sing you know yeah. not being so focused um, and you mentioned whole life balance uh, can you tell us a little bit more what you mean by that mm -hmm. yeah so I disagree with the phrase work-life balance that teaches us that work has the same amount of time energy and focus as life. But if you were to break down life, life is wealth, family, friends, fun and recreation, your physical space, health. So, so far that's six items. And then you've got work. That doesn't seem balanced to me. That's teaching us that we have to put a lot into our work and everything else is almost second best. And if you have the energy, you can do some of those things. And it, it's, it's unfair for the person who, who doesn't really have a desire for work. They'll do something they're passionate about, but it's not their main driver. Instead, they might want to be a parent. That's what they're here on the earth to do is to nurture children. Wonderful. But does that mean that they are less important to... The person who is developing their career? 
And that's what the whole work-life balance is almost teaching us, that you have to put work first. It's all about success, but work success. It's, it's not fair. And so if you flip it to life balance, life balance is whatever you want it to be. What is important to you? And so the way I imagine this, so get visual. Uh, on the beach, you've got loads of little rocks and you see people stack them on top of each other. But imagine that. So you've got big rocks at the bottom, small at the top. Your big rock at the bottom could be, um, it could be your health. Health right now is so important to you. So you've got the big rock. And then your next rock is about uh, your wealth. Then the next rock is about your family. And then the small rock at the top could be about your work. But that's how you see life right now in the next 10 years. It will be different later on. So it could be that work is most important to you because you need to bring in all the wealth so that you can fund a family. And that comes later. So your rocks can change at any time. And it's whatever you want them to be. So a life balance model strips us away of what society tells us, what other people tells us. And we can just do whatever we want, how we want, as long as it's taken us closer to the thing that gives us fulfillment. That is more important. You will show up better in your life when you focus it in that way. Awesome. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And the visual, I love the visual. (laughs) Always good. Um, Thank you so much, Tammy. Do you have a final thought on anything? Life being yellow, time, um, before I ask you my set questions? Um, I would say reach out to someone, whether that's a coach, uh, it could be, counseling is different and therapy is different, but reaching out to a specialist that can help you achieve the thing that you want. Get very clear with yourself, well, I want this, not I want to lose weight. You need to be very clear, well, what is it about um, losing weight? Is it actually about that or is it about having more energy in your body so that you can run around with your, ch- with your children? Get very clear on what it is that you really, really want and find the person that can help you get there. Reach out. You don't have to make a commitment. Just reaching out and having that conversation is starting the process of self-awareness and knowing there is a solution. So if you do nothing about it, that's okay. You've taken an action to reach out. That's a good habit. But I encourage always taking action, whether they're small or big steps. Don't just do nothing about it. If you know something's not quite right, be proactive because I promise you, you'll be 30, 40, 50, 60, and you will say, I thought I'd be somewhere else by now, but you couldn't be there because you didn't have a plan for it. You do need to take some action. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. So I would love to hear your thoughts on my set questions I ask everyone that comes on. And the first one is what brings you joy in your life? Oh, it's all the creativity. I love making things. Um, It could be, okay, this is the thing that I love. I love hosting. I like people coming into my space, my home, and hosting them. It could be a meal. It could be a garden party. Just bringing people together to have fun and keeping them entertained and uh, then mingling with, with one another. But usually... I get my creativity spark out of it. So sometimes they're themed. A lot of the time they're themed. I love a dress up. <laughs> uh, or it could be how I design the room. So the, the creative side with hosting, I would say, brings me immense joy. Are you finding it really difficult at the moment not being able to host people at, 
at home. Yes, absolutely. I've uh, had to repurpose my energy in other ways, but it has been a motivator because I've been thinking about what it will be like when lockdown ends and how I'm going to do these certain things. And so I need a budget for that. So I'm working backwards on Mm. all the activity that I'm doing in my work means that I get to give this event to my loved ones. And it's a great way to, I guess, use that energy rather than just feeling frustrated of not being able to do the thing is planning for an even more amazing thing (laughs) when you're able to. And um, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So my next question is what makes life meaningful for you? What makes life meaningful? So I have um, this vision for the world and it is the yellow people watching them wake up inspired, although I'm not literally watching them. I'm not being a creep. (laughs) I see my clients. No, no. So um, yeah, them waking up inspired like children, having that bounce in their step and massive joy in their heart, that vision, being able to work towards it and achieve it, that gives my life meaning. And it's not just necessarily the gray clients I work with. It could be uh, any type of person out there. It could be the elderly. It could be the youth. It doesn't matter. As long as they get to a place where they are fulfilled and loving life, that makes me feel just amazing. Brilliant. Uh, So the next two questions around our overarching topic on the podcast, which is kind of mental well-being. So what does mental wellness mean to you? Mental wellness would be... I would say there's there's many levels to it. And I think it all feeds into, into four areas. It's your mental well-being, your physical well-being, your spiritual well-being, and your emotional well-being. It almost feels as though you can't have one without the other. And there's almost lessons within each, so they're intertwined. So for me, I think it's about knowing who you are and putting yourself first for a lot of it, understanding why you do that, being content and being respectful. I'd also say, yeah, definitely on the emotional side. I feel as though we're tapping into emotional well-being more. I'm seeing it in magazines and podcasts, but I don't know whether that's because I'm putting myself out there to find this content. Um, It'll be interesting to hear other people's views. Are, Are they hearing more about emotional well-being? And uh, I highly recommend if anyone's um, unsure of how to handle their emotions, the book that is called The Chimp Paradox. I'm not entirely sure. Do you know which one I'm on about? Yeah. Yeah. The The Chimp Paradox. Yeah. I forget who the writer is, but it's a famous book and that helps you understand your mind. And once you've got a grip of that and handle your emotions, I feel as though that kind of unlocks the next step in the mental well-being. So you can uh, not be led by the emotions. Uh, You've got control of them. And then you see things clearly for what they are. But I could be wrong. That's just my thoughts on it at the moment. Until we're still learning about it, there's still like a lot of um, research coming out. Well, I think it's, uh, it's a fun question because people have really different takes on what it means for them. Uh, which I just think is nice to to share. And I think it broadens our perspective of we can kind of pick up and go, oh yeah, actually I'm going to add that into my own little definition of mental well-being. Yeah. Um, and so then my follow-up question is for yourself, what you do to look after your mental well-being? Oh, I do so much. Uh, one of them, I say one, eh, there's many things. Okay, so I would say 
silence, practicing slowing down, being comfortable with that and connecting with nature. That's where I would start breathing, like proper breathing, not the chest breathing and movement, exercise. And it could be a walk, yoga. I was never a fan of yoga. Oh my God, my body's stiff, but not anymore because I'm practicing it. Um, I'm not a fan of meditation, but that's just the way that I operate. It's been beneficial for many other people. So uh, yeah, meditations can also be very powerful. They're the, f- the first that come to mind. So clearly they're the most important. Yeah, well, a nice selection of, uh, of different things there. Thank you. Uh, so the next question is sometimes a little bit of a challenge. So we'll see. Um, how would you describe your own mindset? Oh, powerful. Geez, yeah. And I think it's been that way for a very long time. Uh, when I was in a relationship that ended in 2014 it was then that I took it up a notch and whenever I've had adversity I just keep bouncing I'm so positive and sometimes it's quite sickening I have to be very careful of who I speak to particularly those who may be suffering with depression because I'm so far at the other end of the scale my brain always finds the positives. That's not really helpful for someone that's, uh, yeah, really trying to struggle or struggling to find their way out of um, of their uh, depression or anxiety, whatever it is that they're um, suffering with. Yeah, it's 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 so positive, very optimistic. But I'm not a foolish optimism, op- op- foolish optimistic. I don't know how you describe that, but a foolish person who's very optimistic uh, because uh, I, I try to bring as much realism into my day. So then that way I manage my expectations. And, and that's kind of helped me with my mindset is that uh, when I started a business, for me, it was like, well, Tony Robbins hosted an event and he had 250,000 people. So surely I can get a thousand people. And when I had no one turn up, I was heartbroken, but that was an unfair expectation. So I was too optimistic in that sense. So I had to bring some realism to the picture. And sometimes that takes time. Uh, and other times you can just, yeah, ask powerful questions to yourself as how, how realistic is that? If I was going to have a thousand people at my workshop, how many people do I need to communicate to? Oh, a hundred thousand. Do I know a hundred thousand? You know, those sort of questions. Uh, so the mindset powerful, I would say. Awesome. So a powerful optimistic realist or realistic yeah. optimist yeah like whatever you want to call it whatever something like that <laughs> Fab. so the next one is my favorite question to ask um and that's and i think we've already lots of really amazing content that people can reflect on for themselves but we like to leave people with between one and three top tips of things that they can try out in their life that could have a big impact so do you have a top one to three tips you'd like to share with us it's a challenging one and i'm taking my time because is there a sequence in which you would do the tip? Okay, I, I would say the first thing that's come to mind is that if you want greatness and you are passionate about something that seems unusual, go for it. Other people don't necessarily have to understand you. They see the world differently and that's beautiful. But just go for it. Follow your heart It will take you somewhere. It will teach you something, but start. People are struggling with the fear of starting, so they just don't move forward. And a lot of the time is they don't want to seem like they're crazy to their peers. 
but their peers might not be their people anyway for this thing. And that's absolutely fine. You just find your people. So when you start the process, you then start to navigate and people will walk into your life that will inspire you to take the next step and the next step. That would be the first tip I would say to do. Then I'll say work with a coach. I'd always keep saying this, work with a coach. They challenge you. Uh, the top thing that I've heard uh, when I've uh, done some like surveys with my clients and non-clients as well, I've asked like, why do you not have a coach? Why do you have a coach? And it comes back to it being uh, a sounding board. So this is someone that will listen to you, that doesn't have judgment, that believes that you can do it and will challenge you, challenge your thinking and help you grow. It's almost like it's a person that gives you permission to do the thing that you really want to do. So work with a coach and they will help you achieve the thing that you want to achieve without judgment. And that's sometimes all we just need. They're the top two. I'll leave it there. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, and then I have a new question that I, I started throwing in. I can't keep saying that because I've asked it to quite a few people now. But <laughs> I haven't started editing the episodes where it comes out, so it still feels new. Um, anyway, uh, I know we've already mentioned a book, but I'm asking people if they've got a, a top recommendation for a book or a TED talk or something that's really impactful um, that you've really enjoyed that you just recommend. To mm, us. Yeah, Brene Brown all the way. She is real. She's a Texan lady. Um, uh, just her accent is phenomenal. Lots of research. She um, talks a lot about like the emotional side, uh, particularly vulnerability and shame. Uh, and as soon as you tap into that and understand it, it's almost like the um, catapult to, to moving yourself forward. Going back to like my top tip, my first tip, uh, starting in the first place. And it could be the vulnerability and shame that stops you. And so listen to her TED Talk. So Brene Brown, vulnerability, and type in TED Talk. I think it's the number one watched talk. I'm pretty sure of it. And after you've watched that, listen to her podcast. She has some really interesting people that join her. Um, and it's almost described in a story which I find is a non-intrusive way of us realizing our behaviors and our belief systems. So we learn through other people's experience and it's almost like a gentle way into change. Have you seen her Netflix show? <laughs> yes. Which is like a longer talk, but it's almost like a comedy thing as well. It's great. It's really yes. engaging. Yeah. Everything about her. She's great. Her books, podcasts, everything yeah. connects with her. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that I've yet met a person who doesn't love Brene Brown and her work. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's a challenge to find someone because it's just amazing, isn't it? Um, her stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And then my final question is where people can connect with you online. If they're interested in working with you, you'd mentioned your magazine, if you can remind us of the details of that, just where you are, where we can find you. Yeah, there's um, loads of amazing content on my website. Uh, go to yellow.co.uk. So if you want to find the magazine there, yeah, if you want to write an article for it, please do get in touch with me. Um, and also the, all my courses, workshops, you can find it there. But if you want to connect with me socially, I would say my LinkedIn is my most active platform and you'd use my name, Tammy Whalen Blake. 
Uh, and if not that, then just type in go to yellow onto Facebook and Instagram. You'll, you'll find me. There's no other go to yellow out there. <laughs> awesome. And we'll absolutely link in the show notes as well. So people can find you nice and easily from there as well. Perfect. Yeah. yeah it'd be great to connect with others. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tammy, for joining us today and sharing your wisdom with us. I really enjoyed it. Oh, it's been great. Pleasure's all mine. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Hey, you're welcome. So massive thank you again to Tammy for joining us. And super quickly, a couple of updates from me and then I will leave you to it to get on with your day. Um, So firstly, this week or last week actually, uh, two podcast episodes where I was the guest came out. So Joey Dumont, who has been on the show and was in the Men's Mental Health panel, he invited me on his show, the Laugh Your Cry Out podcast, and we had a fantastic conversation. We're definitely talking about um, ways of talking about mental well-being with young people and, and loads of great uh, stuff and, and, you know, about talking about our personal experience and, and all of that. Uh, so check that out, Laugh Your Cry Out podcast. And also, uh, I was interviewed, I was invited by Dion Newbronner onto his podcast, Our Story Shapes What We See. Um, and we were talking about, yeah, your true self. And it was it's interesting because it was kind of a topic it just kind of happened that we're talking about and not necessarily one that I really, you know, when I do interviews, I think, oh, I'm going to absolutely talk about that. It just what is what came out <laughs> on the day. Um, so check that out as well. And really a massive thank you to Joey and Dion for inviting me, for welcoming me on the show and letting me share my thoughts. Um, so check those out. Uh, and then lastly, two events kind of things that we've got going on so next week on the 15th of july i have a finding balance workshop at 6 p.m uk time um and so a lot of guided visualization connection support and really feeling a little bit calmer getting clearer on what balance looks like to you and how to create more of that in your life um so it's a it's a workshop it's an hour uh, and it's on a donation basis so there are a few tickets still available for that if you're interested and so if you head over to either our facebook page you can find the link or the website www.psykehe.co.uk you can find all the details for that Uh, and if you're on our facebook page or our website you will also find information about a free it's really hard to say this, a free free three-day challenge that I have going on uh, the 28th to 30th of July, particularly aimed at parents of teens or preteens, near teens, um, all about positive communication with your teens and preparing for that and taking some of that stress and that tension out of talking to your teens. Um, So I'm going to be uh, hosting a sort of on our, uh, there's a Facebook group that we've set up for the challenge Uh, a place to connect to share stories and I am going to be popping in daily for that three-day challenge to um to do some teaching I guess to share some uh some content with you and uh opportunities to reflect and to really think about and um build that kind of nurturing supportive relationship for your child um but also that leaves you feeling great as well because that is so important too so if you're a parent, teen, near teen, uh, even younger, actually, there'll probably be a lot of great content. Uh, or you know any parents, then tell them to head over to our Facebook page, Psyche Coaching, and you'll see then the um, 
the link to the challenge group which is just a pop-up group for the challenge but you can can join it already and that is called preparing for positive conversations with your teen um, and so I'd love to connect with some of you for that and to share share some stuff to hopefully yeah take some of that stress <laughs> out of what can be stressful and I imagine particularly at the um at the moment and gearing up for the summer so <laughs> if that's something you're thinking about and thinking oh then hopefully uh, this will help you um so that's everything that, I, that I've got going on I am uh chatting to you Sunday evening tired um but very content because I have had a lovely weekend of connection I had a bit of a kind of hen party yesterday but it was a really chilled kind of friend and food focused one to be honest so we had very we had afternoon tea um, and then we had some some fun games like outside socially distanced games and then went for Indian food but it was so wonderful to spend time with friends and family um, and to see friends that I've not seen for a little while well <laughs> friends I've not seen for a while because of lockdown but also longer than that because of life stuff and and to be able to reconnect so I am feeling very full up from uh, from that and and content and um I hope that however your week your weekend has been um although it's Wednesday isn't it so (laughs) your weekend has been your week has been so far I hope you're doing okay and you know think about some of that whole life balance stuff that Tammy talked about um kind of reflect you know on what what it is that you that you need at this moment in time if it's that connection that silence that uh, purposeful um work might not be the right word but that purposeful focus maybe and um yeah check in with yourself but thank you so so much firstly to tammy for for joining us and sharing but to you for for listening and for joining us for supporting the show I really appreciate you um, and hope that you continue to drop in and and listen and spend time with us Um, if you enjoy the show please do share it with friends with family so that we can reach more people and I will speak to you next week until then as always take care of yourself be kind to yourself and I'll speak to you soon bye for now